Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. We are getting stuck into a new week here on the Afternoons program. We've just dropped down into a most muscular. You think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm not. If only you could see what everyone else could see. Uh, G'day, Afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, uh, we are welcoming you to our very broad house of worship here at SEN. Um, We've got a Monday show where it's not just the usual suspects. We'll be excited to tell you about our special guests coming up today. However, what is standard is what you can get if you're the best caller today. That's $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. In fact, we'll extend that out. If you send us in a really good text message, and there have been some great text messages coming over the course of the last couple of weeks, so keep them coming in. $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. And, of course, the Who Am I? It's back today again. To, uh, basically, it's been demanded by the listeners uh your chance to win the signet boost power bank okay it's valued at just under 50 dollars. the signet boost power bank keeps your phone the tablet the earbuds and anything else socky powered 24 7 so to the listeners across senq 693 am up there in brisbane senq 1170 am in sydney and of course sen app anywhere anytime we say welcome we also say a big thank you to the team at sbs fence portable toilet and temporary fence hire in sydney Go to sbsfence.com.au. What's coming up on the program? I hear you ask. Well, Zachy Bailey, he's coming up very shortly. He's had a week off too, so I'm expecting some really strong stuff coming in from Zach today. SENZ host Mark Stafford. Uh, we've got the Deputy Editor of Media Week, Tess Connery Britain. Our special guest today, New South Wales cricketer Ollie Davies. What about Ollie? He's been almost a lone bright spot for New South Wales in a season and a half of gloom. 129 v Western Australia and then innings of 62 and 67 against Tasmania. We've got the Shield game starting at the SCG tomorrow. That's against Tasmania again. How does that work? Anyway, uh, and of course, a big BBL season coming up with the Sydney Thunder for Ollie Davies. And he is a standout player at T20 level. So he might be making himself a standout player at first class level as well too. So looking forward to chatting to him about that. The open line number is the same, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line, 0457 So let's get into the news of the day. And it's all been happening here on SEN. So well done to everyone getting across this. We had over the course of the weekend, Michael Maguire, say he is quote-unquote shattered at his demise as the New Zealand coach. There's talks of ultimatum. Greg Peters backed away from that 
on the SENZ Mornings program earlier today. Uh, Maguire has broken his silence over the weekend. He never wanted to go. Of course, the final game was the 30-0 drubbing against Australia in the recent Pacific Championship final. And he was looking to take charge of the Kiwis to the 2026 World Cup. A couple of years in between that. Uh, and there was also uh, the chance that he would be taking charge of the Blues. That to be determined yet. But the New Zealand Rugby League have said, you either take us or the Blues. Not both. Here's a continuation of the interview that Greg Peters had earlier today on SENZ. No, no, I'm not. I'm not prepared to name names either in the current player group or the former player group. But I, I can assure you that we've spoken to both. And in the case of the current players, who we've put a lot of stead, uh, a lot of status on on their view, to a man they are consistent and uh, and uh, you know agree with the position that we've that Michael couldn't do both jobs. Okay, so that was Greg Peters today talking about the players that were consulted coming out of that group. So that would suggest that it wasn't just the ex-Kiwi players, which we'd heard a lot about. Now, that was in an interview with Israel Dagg and Tony Kemp. We'll hear from Tony. He was on the Matty White program. So well done, Matty, on getting right across this as well earlier today on the SEN network. But So that was Greg Peters today. What's the date today? The 27th of November. Let's go to the 20th of October. Let's hear from Kieran Foran, a senior member of this New Zealand Kiwi side, a key figure in their 30 points to nil victory. This was Kieran talking on the Vossie and Brandy breakfast show. Madge's, you know, really, really um, dedicated coach and, and someone that I, you know, admire a hell of a lot. So, um, look, if there's if there's anyone, you know, um, that could juggle both jobs, a, a guy like Madge could do it. Right. So that's changed, or has it? Uh, so that was Kieran Foran, a bit over a month ago, talking about if there's anyone who can handle this, if anyone can do both jobs, with the dedication of Michael Maguire, it's Michael Maguire. Right. He th- he thinks he can do it. However, we've heard from Greg Peters, the CEO of the New Zealand Rugby League, earlier today that there were senior players. Now, if you're consulting senior players in the New Zealand Rugby League team now, and remember, this is after a 30-0 points victory over the Kangaroos. Yes, they lost the game in Melbourne, but they won the tournament. And then they beat the other World Cup finalists 50-0 earlier in this tournament. But... If you're asking senior players, then surely you're asking Kieran Foran. So either Greg Peters is not telling us the truth or Kieran Foran has changed his tune in less than a month. And during the course of that time, you've won 30 nil in a final. So um, we can try and join the dots on those ones, peeps. Here from Tony Kemp. This was some of his interview with Matty White earlier today on SEN. Did they get a bunch of players led by Tony Kemp to, to go in there and and shake their toys and throw them out of the cot and saying this is not on? Absolutely not. This was not about Madge Maguire in the context that Madge Maguire is the right bloke for the job. This is about the Kiwi job being the pinnacle and to have that person sitting in that role. And we can talk about what the coach would do in New Zealand and so forth because our game is severely broken. But to have someone who uses New Zealand as a, as a stepping stone for New South Wales, Queensland and Australia, but then has our kids choose origin, which leads into your Australian pathways, should answer everyone's question. 
New Zealand shouldn't be in that in that position where their New Zealand coach is pathwaying all of the best young Kiwi talent into Australian jerseys or Origin jerseys. This is really interesting. So the New Zealand Rugby League, for whatever reason, they will say because of consultation with former and current Kiwis players, have decided to move on from Michael Maguire. So when you do that, you've got to be sure that you're moving to uh, a coach who's going to be better, uh, maybe even on par for what, whatever reasons that Tony Kemp expressed there. So with due respect to Nathan Kalis and Stacey Jones, and indeed any other candidate out there, whoa, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Anyway, it seems crazy. I know we have a vested interest here in Michael Maguire because he was a regular on the program over the course of the football season, but that seems a little bit strange to me. I must admit, when I saw this yesterday in the Sunday Telegraph, the fact that Corey Parker has come out and said, well, Reese Walsh has got to get paid $1.1 million. He's got to be on more than Payne Haas. I only thought of Dave Donaghy, the CEO of the Broncos. He must have choked on his cornflakes when he read that one. He's like, oh, no. Here we go. So if Reynolds wants another year for 2025, and ma'am is going to go from 250000 to, we thought 750000 but now he's going to go to a million because Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins went, oh, hang on, he's worth a million, that bloke. And if they get him, great. And if they don't get him, even better because the Broncos have had to play a million for him. Now you want Reese Walsh on $1.1 million. So what's the model here, the Broncos? The big three? Walsh, Haas, ma'am. What happens to Reynolds? What happens to everyone else? Oh, dear, oh, dear. So um, do I think he's worth that to another club? Yes. Do I think that it could all go pear-shaped for the Broncos if they end up having to pay him $1.1 million? Absolutely. So I'm not sure what Corey Parker's intent was with that one. But as I said, Dave Donaghy, he's choked on his cornflakes on Sunday morning when he read that one. Australia's taken on India again, again. We've fallen short. 38 runs off two overs from Glenn Maxwell, but it was a 44-run a win for India in the second of these games. So India amassed four for 235. Hey, yay, yay. So this is big score in a T20 match. Uh, so who were the stars there? Yashavi Jaiswal, 53 off 25. So he's going at over 200. Uh, Rutadaj Gajwal, he scored 58. Uh, Ishan Kishan, 52. So these are new names, too. These are not the names that we're used to for Australia. Uh, the bowlers got poleaxed everywhere except Nathan Ell- uh, Ellis, three for 45. Zampa and Sangar didn't get wickets, but they kept it a little tighter. And then Australia never really got going. Stoinis, 45 off 25. Matthew Wade, not out, 42 off 23. But otherwise, a real struggle on that one. Stand-in coach Andre Borovic. Sorry? This was the lead buried here on this story, wasn't it? Let's hear from Andre, actually, after the loss from Australia. If you look at the uh, the bowling innings, it was really fine lines with execution uh, right throughout, uh, particularly when the, the dew came in. So there was a, a, sp- a sweet spot there, we thought, in the first six or seven overs that we could have uh, made some inroads, but we just weren't able to. And what about the first game as well? Because something seemed to ail the side even then after posting 208 runs. So is bowling a concern for you? No, I just think it's such a fine line with execution in these conditions. Um, the plans and the and the intent is there, that's for sure. It's just that, yeah, when you when you miss in these conditions, it doesn't have to be have to be an awful lot. So, Andre Borovic. No, I haven't heard of him either. 
if that's what you're asking yourself, but good luck to him. Apparently, he's never played first-class cricket, but he's coming through the system, and he was there at Geelong, and then he got into the uh, Renegades with Andrew McDonald, and now Andrew McDonald has added him to the Australian side. But uh, what about this? Uh, I thought his name has been misspelt in the article in the Daily Telegraph. Don't worry. It wasn't Benny Horn who misspelled it. He would never make an error like that. NCA Newswire had the story. But where's Michael Deven? I know Andrew McDonald's having a rest, right? Totally understand that. But where's Michael DiVenuto? What's that? He's having a rest too. Wow. It's last man standing with the Australian cricket. Andre Borovic. Never heard of him. Anyway, uh, he's currently 0-2 over there in India, uh, taking on them in the T20. Speaking of, Josh Hazelwood, he's going to miss out on the IPL. Uh, He's having a baby, so I don't know if he's a chance. That's at the end of March. I don't know if he's a chance to get back. This was Bangalore head coach Andy Flower talking about that. And the Mumbai Indians have traded Cameron Green to the Royal Challengers. So everyone's a little concerned. Does Cameron still get his money? Yes, he does. So everyone can relax on the back of that. Everyone relax too because Steve Smith's going to come and play again for the Sixers in the BBL. That's great. Guess what? I'm tipping he's going to open the batty. That's what I'm tipping. He wants to show everyone, IPL auction included, what he can do when he opens the batting. Lots of great sport happening over the course of the weekend. Uh, the PGA I was watching yesterday on the couch, so well done. This was a great win from Min Woo Lee. Held his nerve, was back to uh, equal leader, and then he went bang. Uh, ended up winning by three shots, 20 under for the tournament. He's now got to a career-high 38 in the rankings and is looking more and more likely for the Paris Olympics. Who knows what's going to happen with Cam Smith's ranking. Uh, he tumbled down to 20th in the world. We don't know what Jason Day, who is currently 21 in the world, is going to do around the Olympics. But well done to Min Woo Lee on that one. And then the other one I wanted to make mention of uh, covering the supercars on Saturday. Well done to Brody Kostecki, who has become the 26th champion of Australian touring car or supercars. Uh, done extremely well for the Erebus Motorsport team and Betty Clemenko. Betty came out and said, I was a bit concerned. Didn't want to. I, you had to talk me into Brody Kostecki. He's gone from ninth to seventh and now first. So he's an out and out star. He's going to ride or drive about four or five times for NASCAR next year. So he's following the path of Shane Van Gisbergen. So it's up and up for Brody Kostecki, who comes from a very famous motor racing family. So well done to him on that one. Just on that, just just on that, when you see Brody get out of the car and you have a look at him and you go, hmm, he's a little larger than you anticipate, isn't he? You're, you think about all those guys, like, the Formula One drivers, they have to squeeze into the car. And we think, remember I went for the hot lap and they said, if you're over 100 kilos, you can't get in. So, you know, I was fasting for about three days just to make sure I could fit into the supercars. But Brody Kostecki, he's not your average supercars. He's not your average sports person in the way that he looks, does he? So on the back of that, our talk topic for today, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 in the text line, Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. The most unlikely looking sports people. So I, you know, and darts players are plenty, but Bruce Bruiser Clark, former Western Suburbs Magpie, didn't quite look like your elite level sports person. Don't worry, got the job done. Got the job done. I'm not saying anything, but but Bruiser Clark. That's a, that's a starting point for me on our talk topic today. The most unlikely looking sports people. one 
1170 and the text line 0457 736 736. All right, we're going to get ourselves to a break. After that, we're talking a little more rugby league. We do it with Zach Bailey from Channel 9. Stick around.